empathy is the ability to understand some of the things that you might not ever be able to experience yourself. And we begin this understanding and this empathetic posture through language and through shared storytelling and by hearing the stories of other people. Transformation happens at the level of being able to hear somebody else's truth and sit with it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Startup Parent Podcast. This is the show where we get to talk to working parents, entrepreneurs, and business leaders about what it looks like to raise kids while also building companies. If you're in the thick of it with your career or your business and you've got little ones at home, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. All right, we are on the last episode of our 10 core values. We are doing a series on the core values, and we've walked you through the first nine. Now we are on number 10. One of the hardest things about being a CEO or being a manager or a leader is finding and carving out space to think. That is one of the reasons why I made the Wise Women's Council. Twice a month, we bring wise, vetted experts in to support you in your leadership development. Our core business trainings help CEOs and leaders make complex decisions more easily, learn how to say no, learn how to ask for help, and build a life and a business based on whole person leadership principles. Our leadership sessions support you in deepening your own internal wisdom, building at your personal growth edges, and improving your stamina and energy reserves. It's called the Wise Women's Council. We've been running it for six years now, and we open only twice a year for enrollments, once in the spring and once in the fall. If you want to find out more about this program and what people have to say about it, head over to startupparent.com slash WWC. Number 10, culture change starts with stories. Stories are the first part of changing any culture. We talk a lot about making change and about rising to our potential and about becoming different through the process of starting startups, through making businesses, through doing things that haven't been done before by becoming parents. And all of this change, however, often happens right at the moment when you start to learn what is possible and what is new and what is different. Stories are the fabric of our culture, and they're how we communicate with each other, and they're how we translate ideas about the world that we think can exist, the world that we think is possible. We start by telling stories and by painting a picture in somebody's eyes about what we believe might be possible. One of the ways that we change a culture is first by telling stories, not just about the future that we believe in, but also about the reality of the world that we live in, uncovering the and the lies or the mistruths that exist in a culture. A lot of a cultural narrative, and ours in particular in Western and American culture, has a lot of things that every woman I've talked to kind of woke up and said, wait, that's not actually true. Pregnancy wasn't easy for everybody, and it's not cute, and I don't like it when this happens, or my birth experience was completely different than I expected. And people wake up and realize that the stories that they held in their head or the stories they'd heard from other people weren't the entire picture. So the first thing we do when we start out on a quest for culture change and for creating new worlds is we start with the stories that are real. Then we start telling the untold stories 
the ones that haven't been shared yet. And the reason why this podcast is so important to us is because we're able to give a microphone to lots of different people and share their stories one by one, these individual experiences of what someone experienced and believed and went through. And by listening into each other's stories, we can start to create a bigger map of all of the world around us and what's going on and say, wow, there's so many new things I didn't know at first. These are all these ideas that I'm now starting to become aware of. Stories also play such an important role in our cultural fabric because empathy is the ability to understand some of the things that you might not ever be able to experience yourself. And we begin this understanding and this empathetic posture through language and through shared storytelling and by hearing the stories of other people. Transformation happens at the level of being able to hear somebody else's truth and sit with it. In our work as peers and humans, we are always, and especially now, being called to greater levels of empathy as women, as men, as humans in both the workplace and in our social and family structures. And by listening in and saying, well, what's true for you and what's true for me and how does that work? We can start to begin to change the patterns that maybe aren't serving us or that haven't served us or are no longer serving us. So the reflection question for this core value, for you listening in, the question I leave you with is, what stories have you held true in your life and which ones have changed over time? So when in your life did you wake up and realize that a story that you believed in or a narrative that you believed in actually wasn't true anymore for you and maybe wasn't true at all? It was just something that you thought was true and now you didn't. Talk to us about a time when your story changed or when your expectation changed. So now, as we wrap up, we're going to take you through the top 10. Well, that's all of them. Top 10, all 10 core values. So over the past, we have taken you through these principles that we hold dear. And these are things we hold accountable to how we behave and show up and operate in the world. So number one, we speak first using the words, in my experience. Starting from a place of our own experience helps us tell all the stories and not obliterate other people's perspectives and understandings because there are so many different stories about what it means to be a parent and an entrepreneur. Number two, there is deep power in community and collaboration. When we truly live in community with each other and we take the time to build community fabric, we grow stronger and richer and happier or less lonely together. Number three, Work-life balance is a myth. There's fit and there's tension. We want to stop striving for this false ideal of work-life balance and recognize that tension is a more accurate term and we have to make decisions and choices in our life about what we prioritize at any given time. And the fact that life has time constraints means we have to choose and means that we won't be able to stuff it all in. And that's okay. We're going to take a quick break. If you are thinking about joining us in the Wise Women's Council, make sure you apply to join us during our spring or our fall enrollment. Head to startupparent.com slash WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council. All right, let's get back into it. Number four, life is not all hard labor. Life is not all hard labor. Instead, it's cycles and seasons and rhythms. 
And there's moments of extreme exertion and there are moments of rest. They are all important. Number five, plans are important and things rarely go according to plan. This, some have said, it seems like the very definition of motherhood. Number six, what work looks like today is broken. We're experiencing a large backlash against work because work doesn't work for most people. It's barely working for a lot of people. And for the people that think it is working, when you look at, well, how many hours do you actually work? And what do you do to recover? And do you need 40 hours to recover from your work job? And if so, why? And are you getting paid to do that 100-hour-a-week job? We start to question the assumptions about what work looks like and realize that a lot of it isn't working. Number seven. You don't have to do things the way they've always been done. This one is so huge, and it's so critical to the invention and the birth of a new business or a new company or a new parent. We are constantly undergoing cycles of rebirth, and when we chase the startup world and we start new businesses, often it's because, precisely because we want to see the world look different. We want to do business in a way that hasn't been done before. And that doesn't just mean in the products and the results and the customers. It also might mean the way that we show up to do work in the first place. Number eight, your feelings matter. Feelings matter. Your emotional landscape and the emotional resilience and dexterity of humans is so important. It's a deep source of wisdom We need to be able to name our feelings, and it is okay to have them. These are not popular ideas yet. There is so much covering up and smoothing over and polishing of the human emotional landscape, and there's so much deep discomfort around what these feeling things are. And in our work and philosophy, we believe that it is important to name, to understand, to work with, and to respect and honor our feelings. Which brings us to number nine. Most of us have a sixth gear we don't know about. This one is a closely related cousin to number four, which is life is not all hard labor. And the idea of these seasons and cycles lend us to this idea that I love, which is that humans are so full of potential. And we are often capable of far more than we even understand of ourselves. It does not mean that we hustle at all times and there's no rest That is not what that core value is about. It does mean, however, that there are episodes and moments and periods of our life where we can rise to the occasion and rise further than maybe we even thought we could in the first place. And we close this episode with number 10. Culture change starts with stories. We are doing these long-form interviews of amazing, brilliant women telling the untold stories of parenting, of pregnancy, of fertility, of entrepreneurship, of transformation, because we want to collect these stories and tell these stories so that when we hear other people's experiences, we either have a feeling of, oh, wow, I'm not alone, me too, or I've never heard that before. This is fascinating. I can broaden my experience of what is actually true. Thanks so much for joining us. Go leave a comment with your reflection on these 10 core values over on our website. There's a blog post for each of these core values. You can chime into the conversation and tell us what you thought and what sat with you and 
go ahead and offer your criticism as well. We love the critique and understanding what people are responding to and resonating with because your thoughts and comments make us smarter. And we are in the room here together, learning out loud and living it right alongside you. So thanks for listening in. And we have been recording some really powerful stories by women that I am so excited to share with you and beyond honored that women have taken the time to sit for 45 minutes to an hour and share some of their innermost experiences, worries, concerns, hopes, and dreams, and all of it. So can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to tell you a couple of things that people have said about the Wise Women's Council. One of our members said that business support is top notch. On one of our calls, one person said, my mind is already blown and we're only seven minutes in. Hillary said, Sarah, you are one of the best facilitators I have ever met. And Dana said, if you're somebody that regularly designs community or holds space for other people, here's a place where you don't have to because Sarah has figured it all out for you and you can just be when you're in this space. Caroline said once on a call, she said, I'm normally one of those people that's thinking all the time about how you can facilitate something better. And Caroline said, I don't have to do that when I'm with you. Michelle said it's one of the only places she doesn't have to code switch between so many different identities. She doesn't have to hide being a mom. She doesn't have to hide being a business owner. She doesn't have to explain herself over and over again to different people and have them not understand her. If you are living at the intersection of parent, mom, business owner, leader, entrepreneur, facilitator, or you are running a company, come check out the Wise Women's Council. That's a place I made for you. It's what I needed when I first became a parent, and we've been running this program for six years. Head to startupparent.com slash WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council and apply to join us today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. It is a pleasure to be in conversation with you. You can find out more about everything we talked about and all of the show notes here on your podcast player, or you can head to our website, startupparent.com. I want to give another shout out to all of our amazing sponsors who help make this show possible. We are so grateful to get to work with you and partner with so many wonderful companies and organizations that are dedicated to making life better for entrepreneurs, female founders, and working parents. If you are interested in sponsoring the show and partnering with us, then head to startupparent.com slash sponsor, and you can send a note to our sponsorship team. Did you know that we have a new Substack and we have a secret podcast? Oh, yes, we do. Head to Startup Parents Substack. The link is startupparent.substack.com. I'll put the link in the show notes and check out our secret podcast. When you become a paid backer, when you upgrade your subscription and you join our community, you get lots of perks for being a community member. For our paid backers, I host a monthly private podcast where I dig into the nitty gritty of business building and parenting and everything in between. Listeners and readers get to submit questions, then I pick one or two each month and we dive deep into it. In addition, for our paid backers, we host our Startup Parent Monthly Book Club. This is where we get to talk about interesting books with other smart and interesting and kind people. And I run book club a little bit differently. You can read the book if you have time, but chances are you don't always have time to read the book. So the way I host 
Bookhouse Book Club is that anyone can join whether or not you've read the book because I give you a summary of it up at the beginning and then I frame up four questions from the book that we can talk about and you'll always be in rooms with other people that have read the book so we can share knowledge and wisdom. The purpose of Book Club is to have rich and interesting and insightful conversations not to judge you on whether or not you had a chance to read a book. So our secret podcast and our private book club, those are just two of the perks that we offer for people who become community members. And that's not all. I love getting to say that phrase. That's not all. There are actually a lot of other perks, and I'm going to let you discover them when you go to our Substack. Last but not least, if you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would leave us a review. It means a lot to the show, and it helps other people find us. So definitely leave a review. I read every single one of them and I'm so grateful when I see your name in my inbox and when I see that people are leaving more reviews. So thank you for doing that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and I will see you on the next episode.